freedom fighters, freedom lovers, and those who just want stuff for free. Greetings and hello. It is I, once again, your humble, undocumented, conservative social studies teacher whose personal opinions are controversial because the corporate media says so. Mr. Palumbo, and this is the last episode of 2023 of the Professor Liberty Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. I always appreciate it. Boy, the last few episodes have been bangers. You guys have really uh, enjoyed the last few episodes, uh, which makes me nervous because I'm going to try something new today. So I'm a little nervous. I hope you guys like the show. I worked really hard on it. If you're feeling really froggy, you can leave me something, a message, a review, a critique. Email it to Professor Liberty 1776 at gmail.com. That's Professor Liberty 1776 at gmail.com. I just checked the email this morning. If you guys are new to the show, if you like the show, please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. A written review would be even greater. Uh, Like I said, uh, more and more people are listening to the show, which I'm very excited about. But if you like this material, I humbly ask that you uh, share it with your friends, share it with your homeschool communities. Uh, You know, if you just like listening to podcasts, if you're a trucker and you need something to listen to, whatever. Share this podcast, share the Professor Liberty podcast, so we can go throughout the land and proclaim liberty. You can also hit me up on Facebook Messenger. I check that quite often. Uh, That's an easy way. Now, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. It's Twitter. Whatever. You can hit me up there. Okay, today I thought we would do something different, and man, have I been working on this episode. I've been working on this. It's got to be at least a year. It took forever to come together. Today, we're going to once again dive into American popular culture. But instead of dissecting a song, which we've done in the past, we've done quite a few episodes of looking at songs, war protest songs, protest songs about the culture. And I've got a couple other songs I would possibly dissect later on in the future. But today we're going to look at a movie and it's a Western movie. Today, the show is called The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And we're going to look at the movie from 1962 by the same name. You know, like literature, songs and poetry, film can also be an influential art form. And I have to be honest, and all of you guys probably know if you've followed the podcast from the beginning. I'm, a, I'm quite the film buff. I'm quite the movie buff, right? I mean, I'm always bringing up quotes. I'm quoting movies from the 80s and the 90s, uh, maybe some 70s. But, you know, I really, when you get to the 2000s now, uh, that's when my knowledge of movies starts to drop. Uh, I'm definitely a 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s kind of guy. Uh, anything past 2010, I'm probably not going to have that much of a of a knowledge on. You know, a couple of years ago for New Year's Eve, which is almost the same time this podcast is being published, we we played a trivia game, and it once movie trivia hit, everyone stopped playing because I got all the answers right. <laughs> so everyone just stopped playing. I guess they 
I guess they got bored. I don't know. But anyway, I want to I, I want to try this. So in this episode, we're going to play. I'm going to play the role of a movie critic, which is something else I kind of wanted to always do. Right? I, sometimes I go on that IMDb website or Rotten Tomatoes, and I like reading the reviews. And I always thought to myself, it'd be fun to, you know, I know this is sounding totally geeky, but I'm sure there's hobbies you guys uh, would like to do. And I just think movie critic is an interesting uh, profession. But this is not really going to be a movie review in the classical sense. It's more of a dive into what this movie says about America during a certain time period and what does it say about American history and what does it say about being a man? Now, again, film is very influential, especially for young people. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. I'm a big fan and I'm a big believer in storytelling and presenting archetypes for young men and young women to uh, aspire to. This is what the Greeks knew. This is what the Hebrews knew with their Bible. You tell stories and you teach lessons about virtues through stories. So film is very influential in this case. The movie, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, came out in 1962. It's a classic American Western directed by John Ford and starring John Wayne, James Stewart, and Lee Marvin. Now, if you guys know anything about history of movies, John Ford and John Wayne did several movies together. It was one of these classic partnerships, you know, think like Scorsese and De Niro type thing, right? Or now I guess it's Scorsese and uh, what's Leo DiCaprio. So they did many films together. Another one that you should check out if you're interested in this is The Searchers, another great movie. The film is set in the American West in the late 19th century and a territory, a Western territory is preparing to vote on statehood. So the farmers and ranchers, you know, people are divided on the issue, just like democracy. The town of Shinbone, which is a fictitious place, is the microcosm of this conflict. The town is terrorized by a ruthless outlaw named Liberty Valance. He's played by Lee Marvin. He's also supported by the rich cattlemen, which are kind of like the oligarchs in this story. A new lawyer named Ransom Stoddard, played by James Stewart, arrives in Shinbone with the intention to bring law and order to the town. He's an idealistic and optimistic character, but he's quickly going to be uh, hit in the face, literally, by Liberty Valance and this reality that the West is a kind of a nasty and chaotic place. Liberty Valance is hired by the cattle ranchers, think of them as kind of like the oligarchs, who see statehood as an impediment to their economic interests. Stoddard, however, is uh, saved by a mysterious stranger named Tom Donovan, played by John Wayne. And this Donovan is a quiet cowboy who has a reputation of violence similar to that of Liberty Valance, but we'll talk about that contrast here in a minute. The man who shot Liberty Valance portrays a time in American history when the West was still a frontier land. In fact, in the very beginning of the movie, uh, Ransom Stoddard quotes that famous manifest destiny, go West, young man, right? 
The frontier, the Western frontier, is a place of lawlessness and violence, but it also is a place where someone can find great opportunity and freedom. And the film shows how the West was transformed from wilderness into a civilized society. At the end of the movie, Stoddard's wife says that when we first came to this place, it was wilderness, and now it's a garden. And she asks her husband, aren't you proud of this fact? So let us analyze some of the main characters of the film. Ransom Stoddard, again, played by James Stewart, he represents idealism and optimism of the American frontier. He believes that law can be used to bring peace and order to the West. And throughout the whole movie, his character represents civilization, education, law, and order. However, this symbolism is quickly uh, uh, contrasted with what Liberty Valance represents. In the scene where Stoddard starts to retell the story of him coming to the town of Shinbone, we see that the very first time we meet Stoddard, he's being robbed by Valance in a stagecoach. Now, again, there's a lot of symbolism in this first encounter. Angered by how Valance and his goons are treating a widowed passenger, Stoddard challenges them with this, what kind of men are you? For this outburst, Valance quickly shows the naive lawyer what kind of man he is and smacks him in the face and he falls to the ground. Valance finds Stoddard's law books. He rips pages out of these law books with contempt and he tells Stoddard, who's still lying on the ground, I'll show you Western law. After that, he proceeds to beat him within an inch of his life. Stoddard's life is only saved when Liberty Valance's goons stop him from beating him because they have to get out of there so they can get away with their crime. This is where Donovan comes in. Donovan and his companions find Stoddard and bring him to town. When discussing the conflict with Liberty Valance, Tom Donovan advises Stoddard to learn how to use a gun. Stoddard replies, I don't want to kill him. I just want to put him in jail. However, as the film progresses, Stoddard soon learns that the West is a harsh and unforgiving place and that violence is often the only way to resolve disputes. Stoddard's transformation from an idealistic lawyer to a ruthless gunman is a reflection of the challenges and the realities of life in the American West. James Stewart really plays his role with perfection. I mean, he captures the idealism of young Americans, especially young Americans coming east or coming from the east uh, and moving west, and they're bringing their ideas of certain way of life with them, right? And I think James Stewart really shows that idealism and pros- possibly that disillusionment that comes later that many people traveling from the east into the west often probably experienced. The character Tom Donovan represents the rugged individualism and self-reliance of the American frontier. He's a man of few words, but he's also a man of honor and courage. And this is where he and Valance are different. You see, Donovan is fiercely loyal to his friends and family, and he has a strong sense of honor, and he's 
willing to do whatever it takes to protect his friends and family. John Wayne's portrayal of Donovan is a classic example of the traditional American masculine ideal. He is a strong, tough, courageous, and independent man who is guided by a sense of honor and ethics. He's also a natural leader who's willing to take responsibility for his actions. One of the famous lines in the movie, which is among many, is when Donovan tells the idealistic Stoddard, who still wants to use law to settle disputes, he replies, out here a man settles his own problem. And for many decades, this archetype of the American man was standard in American cinema. This portrayal of the strong, independent, silent type was a stable in both television and movies up until the late 60s. After that, this, you know, stand-up protagonist kind of gave way to this ambiguous anti-hero, which is so prevalent today. Unfortunately, this model of American man has all but disappeared in movies today. Today's movies portray men as fragile, unable to overcome their demons, whiny, and they often play second fiddle to the strong feminist character who doesn't need help from a man. And what about the character Liberty Valance? Valance represents the lawlessness and violence of the American frontier, and Lee Marvin plays him well. He's a large, imposing man, like Donovan, and he's not afraid to use violence like Donovan. However, while Donovan uses violence to keep the peace and to protect his friends and family, Liberty Valance uses violence solely to get what he wants. He's unpredictable. He's violent. He's a bully. He terrorizes the common folk who aren't strong enough to stand up against him. In this sense, he represents the common evil of the world, especially the evil that comes with no real government stability, no real competent law enforcement. And even though he's a criminal and a stagecoach robber, Liberty Valance is used and supported by the cattlemen in the movie. These cattle ranchers use him to intimidate and control the farmers and other ranchers to avoid statehood. I think this is an interesting aspect of the movie because these cattle kings don't really have much of a face in the film. You don't really see any of these uh, cattle barons, we can call them. Yet, this kind of stuff happens today, doesn't it? Big, rich, special interest groups using their money and influence to intimidate and control people. That's still prevalent today. And I also think it's interesting that his name is Liberty, yet he's an agent of chaos. The Wild West is cemented in American mythology And many see the West where it was a place of libertarianism, right? This is where libertarianism flourished. Little to no government, maximum freedom. The mindset that as long as you don't take someone's life or property, do whatever seems best to you. Now, obviously, I greatly sympathize with this philosophy. But the movie masterfully shows that with great freedom comes great responsibility. And not everyone sees freedom as an environment to do good or to be responsible. In fact, if we're honest, most people abuse freedom. Frankly, many, if not most, 
if left to their own devices and whims, would probably be more like Liberty Valance and less like Tom Donovan. The climax of the movie comes when Stoddard realizes he's going to have to face Liberty Valance and he's going to have to use violence. There's no court of law. There's no law enforcement. There's nothing that's going to stop Liberty Valance's reign of terror other than courage and a gun. Now, Stoddard is not a fool, however. He knows if he goes up against Valance in a gunfight, it's basically a suicide mission. Stoddard knows he's going to lose. Stoddard knows he's going to die. But he stands up to the bully and lets the chips fall where they may. And isn't this a great lesson, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't this a great lesson that our young people should learn? Sometimes... You're going to have to face the bully and sometimes you're going to not, it's not going to come out the way you want it, but you still got to face it. Sometimes you can't run to mom and dad. Sometimes you can't run to the principal. Sometimes you can't run to the police. Sometimes there's a problem and you are the only one that can solve it. So on the dusty streets of Shinbone with dim lights coming from the store windows Stoddard slowly approaches the belligerent Valance who taunts him the entire time. This scene is in the very same vein as the biblical story of the Philistine giant Goliath taunting the lowly boy David, right? Valance toys with Stoddard like a cat would play with a half-dead mouse. Valance's first shot of Stoddard is in his arm, knocking his pistol out of his hand. The second shot hits the ground just as the bewildered lawyer tries to reach for his pistol. Finally, Valance tells Stoddard, All right, dude, this time right between the eyes. Now, in the movie, Stoddard quickly shoots and seemingly vanquishes Valance. At least that's what the audience is supposed to believe. Stoddard is hailed as a hero, is vaulted to social and political success, eventually becoming senator of the new state, Stoddard's transformation from pacifist lawyer to reluctant gunslinger underscores the moral ambiguity of progress. While Valance's demise is necessary for peace, it comes at a personal cost for Stoddard, who has to grapple with the burden of taking a life. Now, clearly, Valance's downfall is the sign that lawlessness in the American frontier is coming to an end. Indeed, law and order and civilization is coming to the American West. But at the end of the movie, we learn that it wasn't Stoddard who killed Liberty Valance. It was actually Tom Donovan. This is an interesting part of the movie as well. And you see throughout the whole movie, Donovan sacrificing for Stoddard. Donovan, uh, you know, Stoddard gets the girl that Donovan wanted. Stoddard takes credit for bringing peace and civilization to Shinbone, yet it was all due to Donovan, not Stoddard. Donovan even sets out to ease Stoddard's conscience by confessing at the end of the movie that it wasn't he who actually killed Liberty Valance, it was Donovan. Now, this is not to say that Donovan was a virtuous saint, as, but you know, in, it, there is a weird dichotomy in the movie where as Stoddard ascends into... You know, in the movie, uh, Donovan kind of descends, and it mostly circles around the woman. 
personally, I think this dichotomy is, is supposed to show that for every person visible in the act of change and progress, there are countless people behind the scenes doing what is necessary, but never getting the recognition. This makes me think of military personnel, police, first responders, people even responsible for our infrastructure, the guys who work in the sewer, the people who scale the vast power lines. There's a vast faceless population out there of people who get up every day and do thankless work for the contributions and the progress for our society. And for every celebrity or politician who receives some great praise, there are countless folks who do the real heavy lifting and often go unrecognized. As far as the main themes of the movie, there's a bunch of them. There's things like individualism versus community, legend versus the truth. There's even a dive into what is America and what does it mean to be an American. As a social studies teacher, I personally appreciate the schoolhouse scene where Stoddard teaches a diverse class of both young and old, men and women, and Stoddard is teaching them uh, how to read and write English. There's also a discussion of Republican form of government, the Declaration of Independence, and the Constitution. There's even another minor theme throughout the movie regarding the role of journalism and free speech and how that interacts with a democratic society. But I think the main theme, or at least the one that resonates most with me, is this idea that we all have to have courage to do what's right, even through violence. I'm not saying that violence is always the answer, but what I am saying is sometimes it is. Sometimes you have to face the bully. There's an old saying, I don't know who came up with it, it's something like, Everyone despises the warrior until the barbarians are at the gate. And what does this mean? I think it means a lot of people are afraid of violence and they even try to explain it away as some kind of savagery. But in fact, violence is a consistent reality of the human existence. And we need protectors skilled in violence to save us from the wicked. Violence comes in two ways. It either as a means to protect and provide stability or as a means of terror and chaos. Standing up to injustice, wickedness, whatever you want to call it, is a necessity. This is just a reality a lot of us have been conditioned to ignore. We can't explain evil away. We can't justify it or blame it on systematic racism or poverty or colonialism. If people commit acts of violence and mayhem, they must be stopped. And the only way to stop certain people is through violence. In conclusion, John Ford's 1962 masterpiece, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, transcends the genre of Western films, weaving a complex tale of myth law, and the transformation of the American West. The man who shot Liberty Valance is more than just a Western. It's a timeless meditation on the human condition. The movie should be considered an American classic, and I'm not the only one that thinks that, because in 2007, the film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress, as being, quote, culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Well, there you have it, folks. 
my first movie review. I hope this was a good one. I hope you guys find this interesting and entertaining and fascinating and some other kind of inning. I really hope you guys enjoyed this. I put a lot of effort into it. If you'd like to email the show, don't forget, ProfessorLiberty1776 at gmail.com. Go to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star rating. Share this with your friends, your communist cousin, whoever. Until next time, next year, go throughout the land and proclaim liberty.